Hey there, this is Coach AA, and here is the August 9th edition. But before that, just a quick note. I'd love it if you can share one of my articles, say in your family WhatsApp group where I am sure it's similar to mine. Nonsense abounds. So maybe a legitimate article now and then might just shake things up. On to the three things for today. The first one, a simple protocol for eating more vegetables that I devised for myself. It's so simple and obvious that most of us will ignore it. The second one, on the fear of failing or why it took me five years to restart my blog. And the third, on how we need a jolt sometimes. Not a measured approach, but a slap in the face. All right, a simple protocol for eating more vegetables, or as I call it, the plate inversion protocol. I'm sure you heard of the, hey, here's how you wake up an hour earlier than normal. You just set your alarm five minutes earlier tomorrow. So let's say you wake up at eight o'clock, 7.55 tomorrow, 7.50 the day after. And in 12 to 14 days, you're waking up an hour early. So simple. If only. Doesn't work that way. I've tried it. It's because, well, I need to have a very clear, simple routine the previous night. Now I know it. Whereas previously, I would just try to set the alarm and wake up. But, nah. Having that ritual, having a good day, having a peaceful evening, now watching TV right before sleeping, so many things come into play that this seemingly simple protocol fails. The protocol I'm going to propose has similar drawbacks, but I'll walk you through them. But the main reason my plate inversion protocol will fail is because you will ignore it. Because it's so simple. It works really well for Indian food, especially. Because our food is centered around the grain. I remember eating in uh, Amritsar, where I had the opportunity to go give a talk at this uh, carpet event. And well, I was left to my own devices to entertain myself. And well, eating was it. And I literally struggled to eat that one big uh, paratha on my plate. And people around me had two or three. Well, granted, I'm tiny, but still. All right. Back to the topic, right? Lots of grain. 
some veggies on the side, some fried stuffs, some fruit, sweet stuffs. This is generally how our plates are made. It helps to visualize a, a wedding meal because it exaggerates how poorly built our plates are. It's so simple. All you have to do, take a slightly largish, not a big serving spoon, but just a slightly large spoon. If you're confused, let's just call it a tablespoon. Put a tablespoon of the grain back in or tear a piece of, you know, the roti, put it back in and add a similar size portion, one tablespoon of vegetables onto your plate. It's okay if it's potatoes. Don't overthink this, especially when we are starting off. The next day, two spoons of rice or two pieces of roti. I don't mean a full roti, just two pieces of it. Throw it back in. One tablespoon of potato and today maybe you can start with a tablespoon of a vegetable that's not a potato. And slowly work on changing your plate. Now this requires you to benchmark, it requires you to baseline, but nothing too serious or crazy. Just eat for three days, pay attention to how much you ate. Hey, I'm having two and a half cups of rice or seven rotis. I'm having this much vegetables, half a cup of vegetables, half a cup of curd, and two cups of dal. Sure. Over the course of a week, over the course of a month, you will find that you are at, say, five rotis and one cup of veggies. That's okay. Take a month, take two months. I took the better part of a year before I realized how my eating pattern had changed. It helped I was rather arbitrary as well because I was not living in India and I had multiple cuisines as part of my diet. I would eat out pretty regularly. And even the cooking we did at home was, well, whatever we felt like eating that day and not, you know, South Indian or traditional or anything like that. So I would just measure out approximately the amount of vegetables I was eating and just go a little more. Think of it as one rep more, just one spoon more. In six months or in a year, it becomes normal. Now, most of us will rush this. Oh, this fellow is saying one spoon, I'll do one cup today. You'll fail. There's no rush. If in a year you can get there and you have the next 40 years to eat this way, what's 10 months early going to solve?
Absolutely nothing. But rushing and failing and abandoning it. Well, that's 30, 40, 50 years of poor eating continued. So do try out my plate inversion protocol. The name sounds a lot fancier than what you actually have to do. But as someone who did not eat vegetables until I was probably 25, and I'm picking 25 just because it's a nice roundish number, I can tell you it works. My second topic for today on the fear of crashing or how failure is always an option. It took me about five years to restart my blog, a blog that I have been writing for a long time. A habit I had, but I got busy and I just let it go. And then I started overthinking it. Hey, who's going to read it? What do I need to write about? Oh, but they'll ask this question. They'll have this. They lack steps one, two, three. So do I need to write all of it? Plus a lot of my old posts were, oh, cringeworthy. Thanks to a technological snafu I made, they are hopefully lost to the internet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh my. They were terrible. Bad memories. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that, that was a joke, folks. I mean, it is lost, but if it wasn't for those cringeworthy posts, I wouldn't try to be not cringeworthy today. And who knows, in 10 years, I might find these cringeworthy. Here's a great quote from some guy called Michael Jordan. Apparently, he was a basketball player. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Well, that's from a Nike commercial, but doesn't change the fact that this is true. A more relatable example, well, me. My first uh, triathlon, a sprint distance, sprints, small distance. I'd never cycled seriously and I had to bike up a hill and well, I couldn't. So I was pushing the bike up the hill. It was a pretty big hill and I kept telling myself, you know, downhill's easy, downhill's easy, blah, blah, blah. And I go up and oh my, 
I was not skilled enough to handle the speed of the downhill. Watching people zip past me, I mean, these people were making some serious speed. I kept thinking about crashing, about flying off my cycle. I, I do similar things when I snowboard. Well, all of the four, five times I've snowboarded, I think. I start to go and I start to find a groove. I start to go too fast and then I get scared and I'll fall. Well, you fall on your ass to stop eventually. But on a bike, uh, it can be rather more painful. But anyway, instead of being crippled by fear, I just rode down, but at my pace. And I think a similar lesson was what I needed for restarting my blog as well. What am I scared of? The hundred million people who are going to read my blog? Who are these people? There's about five of you reading my blog fully and about 50 of you skimming it. And regardless, even if you weren't there, I should write it for myself, for the awareness it brings me, for the self-learning, or at least for the opportunity to listen to my own damn advice. And once I wrap my head around it, once I realize this fear of failure was something I had created, and once I realize many failures of mine had actually led to incredible growth. It was like flipping a switch. So, what are you afraid of? You don't have to be. Failure is always an option because failure is not permanent. So think about it. On to my third topic for today. Sometimes we need a jolt. I'll just transition from the previous one about my blog into this. The jolt I gave myself was to write daily for about 50 days. Oh, where was the time going to come from? What was I going to write about? Did I have that many things to write about? Well, that was the jolt. Shut up. Do it. Figure it out. And hey, good things happen. Now, the central premise behind this thought on the jolt happened in uh, late December and uh, January 2016 when we originally came up with the Daily Nine. For those of you who are not aware, the D9 is a simple coaching system. that has you do nine things daily. And we help transform your health by working on habits, by working on self-awareness, by gamifying the system, and about 100 small, tiny things that are invisible. 
because nutrition health fitness lifestyle whatever wellness all of these things you already know the answer don't eat crap get some exercise eat some vegetables drink some water sleep well that's it this takes care of 80% of things but we ignore the obvious because it's not just about knowing it it's about something else it's about habits life not giving us enough space and time to think of lacking the self awareness of literally being just swept away by life it happens i've been there i'm still there it happens now and then but i catch myself so we had a community of people who were awesome people who wanted to come to class people who had the right intent to work on their health and fitness and january is a great time obviously right it's the start of a new year so there's this mental reset that we are already going through forget last year this year i mean it i'm going to eat well so we knew we had to do it in january but in south india we have pongal in the third week of jan which is an excuse for us to eat copious amounts of ghee soaked pongal fried stuff sweet stuff and get into a food coma every day and then post pongal we have all the leftovers from it yeah how do we compete with a festival how do we compete with years and years of us doing this so do we start jan first no can't start jan first because most of us are not prepared while our willpower our motivation our intent will be high on jan first or jan second well you need to know what you're going to do you need to get your vegetables you need to get a bunch of things in prep you need to clear your house of junk but then do we wait till say jan 20 after pongal is over that's 20 days people might lose interest people might think we don't know what we're doing or we're delaying and try their own thing and well we didn't want to do that either and then we came up with an interesting idea let's launch it over pongal and it was embraced by the community it was brilliant in fact all of us the the founding team of the d9 as well used the d9 program that first time and well i still continue to use it as a reset as a hey here's what you're doing but that first time was brilliant pongal traditionally means going to my grandmother's house and consuming amazing amounts of 
fried stuff and sweet stuff. But just being mindful, and this is something the entire community reported back to us. Hey, I indulged, but sensibly. Previously, it was a free-for-all. It was like no holes barred. I can do whatever. But this time, I was mindful of what I was doing. And that's all it takes sometimes to be mindful that we can say no and think about it. It's not that we can't get these things anymore. Why are we confusing hanging out with our family, coming together with gluttony, with I want to eat these sweet things. Maybe a long time ago, festivals was the time we indulged, but today there are new home bakers propping up, our friend recommending this new person or that new cake all the time. There are so many sweet shops. We can get all of the stuff any time we want, any day we want. So this gluttony is just an excuse. It's just us being mindless about our eating. And so we gave a jolt to our system. And that transformed how things went. Because people, including us, realized there was another option. And armed with that, the next seven weeks, they were able to change. They were able to say no when they needed to. And think about it, it's somebody's birthday all the time. At your office, back when, you know, we were going to office and things like that. Or your kid wants something and it's there so you eat it. Things are around us all the time. Excuses are around us all the time. But it doesn't mean you have to eat crap all the time. I mean, that's why we're here. In this, how did I get here? So while this applies to fitness and nutrition, because of the example I used, I'd also like you to think about the larger question. What are you coasting through? Where are you giving yourself excuses? Where could you use a jolt in your life? Think about it. Write it down. Just one thing. And I can tell you from personal experience over the past few months, great things can happen. Thanks for listening.
This is Coach AA saying bye. You have a good one, and I'll see you next week.